Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pods Sleep Stories. My name is Chris, and tonight I will be your guide through the mystical and ancient world of ancient Egyptian mythology, where the legendary conflict between Horus and Set unfolds. Let their epic saga guide you into a peaceful realm, helping you fall asleep amidst the ancient mysteries of gods and pharaohs. Before we begin our tale, let's take the time to relax and let go of the stresses of the day. Close your eyes and take a deep, calming breath. Let the world around you fade away as you focus on the rhythm of your breathing. Each exhale, feel yourself becoming lighter, more radiant. In this special moment, you are no longer bound by your physical form. Instead, you are an eternal celestial presence, the sun. Imagine yourself high above the earth, a glowing orb of light and warmth. Below you lies the majestic land of ancient Egypt, a civilization that reveres you as a deity. Feel the power and serenity of being a life-giving force watching over an ancient world of wonders. As you cast your golden gaze upon the land, a sprawling Nile River comes into view. Its winding path is a source of life, nourishing the land. See the vibrant greenery along its banks, a stark contrast to the surrounding desert. This is the lifeblood of Egypt, making the land fertile and prosperous. Shift your focus to the awe-inspiring pyramids rising from the desert sands. They are still under construction, monumental tributes to the pharaohs, designed to stand for eternity. Observe the precision and dedication of thousands of workers, each playing a role in creating these wonders of the world. As the sun, you witness the passage of time the daily routines of farmers, artisans, and builders. You see the bustling marketplaces, the grand temples where priests perform rituals in your honor, and the tranquil gardens of palaces. Feel the warmth you provide embracing the land. Your rays reflect off the limestone casing of the pyramids, making them shimmer 
like jewels. The people look up to you with reverence, understanding your importance in their lives. Now, as the day progresses, watch the transformation of the landscape under your setting glow. The sky turns into a canvas of vibrant oranges, pinks, and purples. The Nile catches the last of your light, turning into a ribbon of gold amidst the darkening land. As you prepare to set beyond the horizon, you feel a sense of fulfillment and peace. Your journey across the sky has brought life, warmth, and light to this remarkable civilization. It is here, as the sun sets, that our story begins. In the mystical realms of ancient Egypt, where gods and mortals coexist, unfolds the epic tale of Horus and Set. This story, rich in the mythology of a land steeped in the extraordinary, chronicles a profound conflict between two powerful deities. Central to this saga are Horus, the falcon-headed god symbolizing kingship and protection, and Set, the embodiment of chaos and strength. Their story begins in the shadow of tragedy, the demise of Osiris, who was Horus's father. It was Set, his own brother, who caused his life to be cut so tragically short. This act of betrayal sets the stage for an intense struggle for the throne of Egypt. Hitting Osiris's rightful heir, Horus, against the usurper, Set. In the opulent halls of the palace, where the walls told tales of gods and pharaohs. Horus stood beside his mother, Isis. The air was heavy with anticipation. Sunlight filtered through the high windows, casting a divine glow on the young prince. Horus's eyes reflecting the determination of a born ruler, scanned the grandeur of the throne room, the space he was destined to fill. Isis turned to her son. Horus, she began, her voice a melody of hope and pain. The time has come with your father Osiris taken from us, the throne of Egypt awaits its rightful heir. It awaits you, my son. Horus nodded, 
a storm of emotions brewing within him. I am ready, mother, he replied, his voice resonating with a blend of youthful confidence and the burden of impending kingship. I will honor father's legacy and lead Egypt to a future of prosperity. As the words left his lips, a shadow moved. From the darkened corners of the room, Set emerged, his presence like a sudden chill. The air seemed to shift, the light dimming ever so slightly. Set's eyes glinted with a mix of mockery and ambition. Ah, the young prince speaks of legacies and thrones, Set said, his voice carrying a barb of contempt. The throne should be occupied by one of strength and experience. It should be mine. Isis's gaze hardened, but Horus raised his hand, signaling her to pause. Mother, would you grant us a moment? He asked, his eyes never leaving set. Reluctantly, with a final worried glance, Isis departed, leaving the two gods alone in the echoing chamber. Now, uncle, Horus addressed Seth, his tone firm. You speak of strength, but it was treachery that felled my father. Seth's laugh was a low rumble, devoid of humor. Accusations require proof, young Horus. And where is your proof? Cyrus's demise remains a mystery. Horus's fists clenched, but his voice remained steady. The truth always reveals itself. Your ill deeds will come to light. The throne is my birthright. Birthright, said scoffed, stepping closer. The divine court does not rule on sentiment. I have spoken with them. Tomorrow, they will decide who is fit to lead Egypt. And I assure you, nephew, I have made a compelling case. The air between them was a battlefield of unseen forces. The tension almost tangible. Let the divine court judge then, Horus declared. I fear not the verdict, for justice favors the righteous. Set's smile was like a crescent moon in a dark sky. We shall see, Horus. We shall see. With a swirl of his cloak, Set departed leaving Horus alone in the vastness of the throne room. 
the young god looked up at the throne, a symbol of power and responsibility. He thought of his father, of the kingdom awaiting its ruler, and the potential battle that lay ahead. The sun dipped lower, casting long shadows across the floor. Tomorrow would be a day of reckoning, a day when the fate of Egypt would hang in the balance. He was ready to fight for his birthright, his father's legacy, and for the people of Egypt. The divine court convened early the next morning. This was a place of celestial splendor, where pillars of lapis lazuli reached towards the star-studded sky, and the floor mirrored the Nile's azure depths. Hieroglyphs depicting the legends of gods adorned the walls. Gods and goddesses of the Egyptian pantheon gathered a presence filling the air with a palpable sense of power. At the head of the court sat Ra, the sun god, resplendent in his golden aura. To his right was Thoth, the god of wisdom. To his left was the wise and warlike Neith, her gaze as penetrating as the arrows she wielded. They, along with the others, were the arbiters of divine and earthly law. Their decisions shaping the destiny of gods and mortals alike. Horus stepped forward, his falcon gaze sweeping across the assembly. He was the epitome of royal bearing, yet his voice carried the undertone of a warrior's resolve. Great gods of Egypt, he began, I stand before you as the son of Osiris, seeking justice and my rightful place as Pharaoh. My father's untimely demise, shrouded in darkness and deceit has left our kingdom in turmoil. I envision an Egypt restored to glory and righteousness under my rule. Murmurs of assent and skepticism rippled through the divine audience. Horus's plea was heartfelt, appealing to their sense of order and justice. Yet, the shadows of doubt lingered. Then came Set, striding confidently to the forefront, his aura one of defiance and cunning strength. Esteemed counsel, he addressed, his voice smooth and persuasive, while I mourn my brother 
Cyrus, we must not let sentiment cloud our judgment. Leadership demands strength, experience, and the ability to make hard decisions. Qualities that I possess, Horus though noble-hearted, lacks the maturity and insight needed to govern Egypt. The gods weighed Set's words, the balance of opinion shifting like sands in the desert. Some nodded in agreement, respecting Set's strength and experience. Others glanced at Horus, considering the implications of his youth and untested leadership. The debate unfolded, gods and goddesses voicing their views in a torrent of celestial oratory. Some spoke of destiny and prophecy, others of strength and stability. It was Thoth, the god of wisdom finally intervened, his voice cutting through the cacophony like a knife through papyrus. Mighty Ra and esteemed brethren, he intoned, I propose a series of challenges to test Horus and Set. Let these trials determine who is truly fit to ascend as pharaoh, Egypt. A hush fell over the assembly. The suggestion resonated, a solution that promised both entertainment and resolution. Ra, his gaze as deep and unfathomable as the sun itself, rose. His voice boomed across the hall, commanding and solemn. We stand at a crossroads where the future of Egypt and the cosmic order hang in the balance. I concur with Thoth. Let Horus and Set be tested through challenges. Their outcomes shall reveal who is destined to rule. The decision was met with nods of agreement. The gods intrigued by the prospect of such trials. Horus and Set exchanged glances. A mix of determination and apprehension in their eyes. The challenges would be a true test of their mettle, their divine powers and their capacity to rule. As the court dispersed, the air was thick with anticipation. The gods whispered among themselves, speculating on the nature of the trials and their potential outcomes. Horus stood resolute, his thoughts on the task ahead. Set, ever inscrutable, retreated into the shadows, his mind already plotting. The stage was set, 
the players ready. Egypt awaited its ruler, and the heavens themselves held their breath. The trials of Horus and Set would begin tomorrow. The next dawn broke over the divine court, where gods and goddesses gathered once more. The air buzzed with anticipation as Ra, resplendent and authoritative, rose to announce the challenges that would decide the fate of the Egyptian throne. The first trial, Ra's voice echoed, will be one of physical combat, testing the strength and skill of the contenders. The second shall be a test of wisdom, and the third challenge of magic. Horus and Set stood facing each other, the air between them crackling with tension. The first challenge commenced, a clash of divine might and warrior prowess. Set embodying raw power and aggression, moved with a ferocity that matched his chaotic nature. He was like a storm, unpredictable and relentless. Horus, in contrast, fought with the precision and grace of a falcon. His movements swift and calculated, the clash of their weapons was like thunder, resonating through the heavens. The battle raged, neither yielding an inch. Horus's skill was evident, but Set's brute strength was formidable. As they fought, a moment of distraction cost Horus dearly. Set, seizing the opportunity, struck a vicious blow, and Horus reeled back, a scream piercing the air. The gods gasped as Horus clutched his face. His left eye lay on the ground. The challenge halted immediately, the court erupting into chaos. Horus, though wounded, refused to yield, his determination unshaken even in the face of such loss. As the assembly dispersed, Horus remained, a figure of resilience despite his injury. It was then that Thoth approached his demeanor calm and wise. Great Horus, Thoth began. Your loss is grave, but it may yet be a gateway to a deeper strength. Horus, his face etched with pain and defiance, looked towards Thoth with his remaining eye. I am now but half of what I was, Thoth. How can I hope to triumph? 
Azoth gazed at Horus, his eyes reflecting a universe of knowledge. In losing your physical sight, you may find a higher vision, Horus. Sometimes it is through our wounds that we gain our greatest power. This is not the end, but a beginning. Horus listened, the words resonating within him. The loss of his eye was not just a physical wound. It was a symbol of sacrifice and transformation. Your journey is far from over, Horus, Thoth continued. Embrace this trial, for it may reveal to you insights unseen by the ordinary eye. Your path to the throne is not through might alone, but through wisdom and the inner strength that adversity brings. As Thoth spoke, a faint light began to emanate from Horus's wounded eye socket. A glimmer of something beyond the physical realm. It was as if the loss had awakened dormant power within him. A connection to a deeper, more profound vision. Horus stood a new resolve kindling within him. I will continue, Thoth. I will face whatever trials come, with or without my eye, for the sake of Egypt and in honor of my father. I will not falter. Thoth nodded, a hint of a smile gracing his lips. That is the spirit of a true ruler, Horus. Remember, strength is not just in what we see, but in how we perceive and adapt. As the sun dipped below the horizon, Horus prepared for the next phase of the trials, his spirit undimmed by the loss he had suffered. The divine court reconvened under the vast star-speckled sky of the celestial realm. The gods settled into their places, their eyes reflecting the gravity of the impending trial. In the center stood Horus and Set, ready to face the second challenge, a test of wisdom. Ra. With a voice that resonated like the sun's rays, presented the challenge. The riddle of Ma'at, he announced, will test your intellect and insight. Answer wisely, for it is not just knowledge, but understanding we seek. The riddle was then spoken, echoing through the hall. I am the beginning of eternity, the end of time and space, the beginning of every end, and the end of every place. What am I? 
auras with his one good eye reflecting a deep contemplation stepped forward his approach was one of introspection considering the principles of ma'at balance truth and the order of the universe he thought about the concepts of eternity time and space pondering their beginnings and ends his answer when it came was delivered with a clarity and simplicity that resonated with the essence of ma'at the answer is the letter e he declared it is the beginning of eternity and the end of time and space metaphorically representing the continuity and cyclical nature of the cosmos a murmur of approval rippled through the assembly appreciating horus's direct yet profound interpretation set smirking confidently took his turn he delved into the riddle with a cunning mindset, dissecting its structure and seeking angles that might be less obvious but more clever. The riddle speaks of beginnings and ends, set mused aloud. But is it not also a play on perception? Could it not imply something grander? like the concept of existence itself, which starts all and ends all. His answer was intentionally ambiguous, designed to showcase his wit and challenge the very premise of the riddle. The gods weighed both answers. Horus's straightforward truth against Set's cunning ambiguity. Thoth, with his wise eyes, nodded thoughtfully. Horus's answer aligns with the spirit of Ma'at, embodying truth and simplicity, he observed. While Set's response, though clever, strays from the path of direct wisdom. Ra, considering both responses, declared, The second challenge reveals much about our contenders. Horus, with his clear and honest insight, and Set, with his strategic and complex thinking. Both have their strengths, but... It is Horus who is hewed closer to the essence of Ma'at in this trial. Set's expression, though masked in composure, betrayed a flicker of irritation. Horus stood with renewed confidence, his loss in the first challenge somewhat mitigated by his success in the second. As the court adjourned, 
the gods whispered among themselves, speculating on what the final test of magic might bring. The night deepened, and the stars seemed to watch with keen interest as the fate of Egypt hung delicately in balance. As dawn painted the celestial realm with hues of gold and crimson, the divine court assembled for the final challenge. The air was thick with anticipation, charged with the magic that was about to unfold. Horus and Set stood before the assembly, prepared for the ultimate test of their divine powers. Ra announced the challenge. The final trial will test your mastery of magic and transformation. You must each transform into three creatures, each embodying strength, cunning, and vision. Let us see who truly possesses the divine prowess to rule Egypt. Horus, drawing upon his newfound inner sight, stepped forward. His first transformation was into a majestic lion, symbolizing strength and royalty. His mane shimmered like the sun, and his roar echoed the authority of a rightful king. The gods nodded in approval, recognizing the power and nobility inherent in his form. For his second transformation, Horus became a serpent, sleek and alert serpent, a creature revered for its wisdom and association with protection, slithered gracefully, its eyes gleaming with knowledge. This form reflected Horus's adaptability and the wisdom he had garnered through his trials. Finally, Horus transformed into a hawk, soaring high, his keen vision encompassing all below. The hawk, a symbol of Horus himself, represented not just the physical sight, but the foresight and spiritual vision he had gained, especially after the loss of his eye. Set, watching with a calculating gaze, began his own transformations. His first was into a powerful hippopotamus, embodying brute force and tenacity. The hippopotamus, though seemingly ungainly, was a creature of immense power and was respected and feared in equal measure in Egyptian law. For his second form, Set chose the cunning jackal, known for its resourcefulness and adaptability. The jackal, 
moving with stealth and intelligence, mirrored Set's strategic mind and his ability to navigate complex situations. His final transformation was the most dramatic. Set became a crocodile, a creature embodying both primal power and ancient wisdom. The crocodile, lurking beneath the water's surface before striking, epitomized Set's nature, patient, dangerous, and unpredictable. The court watched in awe as both gods displayed their mastery of magic and the depth of their symbolic understanding. Each transformation was a testament to their strengths and the qualities they would bring as ruler. No sooner than the trial was over, a horse and set asked to wait outside. The gods began their deliberation. Thoth, with his eyes reflecting the depths of knowledge, spoke. This trial has revealed not just the mastery of magic, but the essence of both contenders. Horus, with his strength, wisdom, and vision, and set with his power, cunning, and unpredictability. Ra, contemplating the transformations, declared, both Horus and Set have shown themselves worthy in different ways. Horus's journey from physical sight to a deeper vision is commendable. Set's strategic acumen and adaptability are equally impressive. The decision of who shall ascend the throne will not be an easy one. Some, like Isis, advocated for Horus, emphasizing his legitimacy and the symbolic restoration of order he represented. Others, acknowledging Set's undeniable strength and experience, argued his case. It was Neith, the wise and ancient goddess of war and hunting, who offered a decisive intervention. Both contenders have their merits, she stated, but ruling Egypt requires more than strength and cunning. It demands a vision that is aligned with Ma'at, cosmic order and balance. Horus, in his journey, has shown an alignment with these principles. Ra thought for a moment longer before announcing he had made his decision. Horus and Set were called back into the divine core. Ra rose to deliver the verdict. The trials have revealed much about both Horus and Set. Each has strengths and weaknesses, but it is Horus who has shown a greater alignment with Ma'at, 
the balance essential for the ruler of Egypt. Horus shall ascend the throne. The court erupted in a mix of reactions, celebration from some, resignation from others, and a quiet acknowledgement from Set. The decision was not merely a victory for Horus, but a reaffirmation of the principles that the gods held dear. Set, his expression inscrutable, stepped forward. I yield to the wisdom of the court, he declared, his voice betraying a hint of respect. May Horus lead Egypt to a future of prosperity and balance. It was a grudging acceptance, but one that hinted at a possible future where rivalry might give way to uneasy respect. Ra closed the assembly with a final remark. Today we have not just chosen a ruler but we have honored the principles that sustain the cosmos. Horus's reign will be under the watchful eyes of us all. May he lead with wisdom and justice. As the divine court dispersed, the stars above seemed to shine a little brighter, their light a silent benediction over the new pharaoh. Horus stood now not just a god, but a ruler anointed by the heavens themselves. As the sun rose over Egypt, casting its golden rays upon the land of the Nile, a new dawn beckoned. The air was alive with a sense of hope and renewal as the people prepared for the coronation of Horus. The cities were adorned with vibrant decorations. Banners fluttered in the breeze, and the streets were lined with flowers. Citizens, dressed in their finest attire, gathered in celebration, their hearts brimming with anticipation for the historic event. In the grand throne room, the air of majesty prevailed. Lavishly decorated, it was a testament to the glory of the gods and the enduring strength of Egypt. The room was filled with gods, goddesses, and dignitaries, each a witness to the momentous occasion. The throne a masterpiece of craftsmanship, awaited its rightful occupant. The sounds of trumpets heralded Horus's arrival. He entered the throne room with regal grace, adorned in the symbols of his power. A splendid crown that gleamed with the brilliance of the sun. The scepter symbolizing his authority, and the eye of Horus pendant, representing wisdom and protection. 
this was his transformation from a warrior to a ruler. Ra, in his divine splendor, conducted the coronation ceremony. He anointed Horus with sacred oils, each drop a blessing from the heavens. Crown was placed upon Horus's head, and the gods pledged their allegiance to the new pharaoh. The throne room resonated with the words of the oath, sealing Horus's destiny as the ruler of Egypt. Horus then addressed the assembly, his voice resonating with strength and hope. Today marks not just my ascension, but the dawn of a new era for Egypt, he proclaimed. Together, we shall embark on a journey towards prosperity and justice. I vow to uphold the principles of Ma'at, to protect our land and its people with wisdom and courage. The celebrations spilled out from the palace into the streets. Music filled the air. Dancers moved with joyous abandon and feasts were laid out for all to partake. The people of Egypt rejoiced, embracing the new chapter in their storied history. As the festivities continued into the night, the stars above seemed to dance in the sky, mirroring the jubilation below. Egypt had entered a new era under Horus's rule, a time that promised to be etched in the annals of history. In the quiet after the celebrations, the land settled into a peaceful stillness. The legacy of the gods, the cyclical nature of life and power, and the eternal dance between order and chaos continued, as enduring as the Nile itself. I hope you enjoyed this story, and it has brought you a night of peaceful, restful sleep. Please, join me again tomorrow night for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams. <laughs>